Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We are so glad you're here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer and producer. And today we're asking the question, what age would you really want to be? If you could do it all over again, or maybe it's an age in the future. And I'm going to say my 40s, because I don't remember that decade at all. <laughs> I feel like I was so busy. I just put on my track shoes at 41 and sprinted to 50. Jewel, okay. how about you? You want to do over. Hi, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas. And you know, for me, it's 60. I think turning 60 is such a powerful age. You have the experience, you have the wisdom, and you are not taking any guff from anyone at that age. <laughs> you don't care. And we have a special guest today, Fiona Dolan. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm Fiona. I am in New York City, Manhattan. And um, thank you for having me on the show first. And well, I'm 21 right now. And at first I was like, I think I'd want to be 16 again. And then I was like, no, that was no, <laughs> no. there's so many better ages. <laughs> yeah. So I think, well, I'm almost 22 in a few weeks. And I think I could do a few more years as 21 because you're still like young, super, super young and like just out of college. And I think I'd want to be this age for, for a bit longer. So, okay. Yeah. Really? You could stay 21 for like 10 years. So go for yeah, it. I totally, we, encourage, we encourage that Fiona. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Today we're doing something special on satellite sisters. Liz is in Florida. She's speaking at a conference. So we're having Fiona sit in for the whole show. You know, we got a whole crew of next generation Dolan women out there, and we are happy to welcome Fiona. If you haven't met Fiona before, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show, just a New York special show in September, where we talked to our sister, Sheila, who had recently relocated back to New York City after 20 years in Los Angeles, and Fiona, a recent college graduate who is living the dream, working in Manhattan, working in the ad business, and uh, living the life that we all wanted at 21. So Fiona's <laughs> here for the whole day. And we would like to welcome new listeners too. First of all, I want to shout out to Betsy. Uh, I met Betsy at a, at a, at a restaurant in Claremont, California, a couple of weeks ago, and we got chatting at the bar. I was sitting there with my husband. She was there with her husband. We were, you know, visiting our alma mater, Pomona college and just chatting. And the next thing, you know, uh, Betsy's downloading the show. And by 4am that morning, she was already on our Facebook group. So, well, that <laughs> is, that's the kind of, that's the kind of new listener we like. Lee and I yes. also want to give a $5 shout out to new listener, Patty. Okay. She's just getting on board. We're happy to have her. And uh, we were happy to have all our new listeners and our old li listeners and any, any listeners, right? That's true. We're happy to have any listeners. Uh, we'd also like to say that didn't, sound, that didn't sound right at all. I didn't mean so, it. That sounded also, really desperate. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, we'd also like to say hello to the women of St. Michael's in Dallas. We spoke to them this week. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that, but I think we picked up a few listeners there, right, Joel? We sure did. Yes. Okay. Today on the show, because we have Fiona, we're going to take advantage of her fresh young perspective on a few <laughs> things. Um, first of all, she has some entertaining sisters tips for us. That's great. Julie, you have Tuesday trends. You wanted to run a few by Fiona. Right. Correct? I want to make sure, you know, I mean, we're never going to be 21, Leanne, but we just don't want to be embarrassing. So Fiona is going to help us. Okay. She's yeah, going to keep us on the right path. That's what I think. We'd love to and, help. Okay. And then Fiona, um, there was an article in the New York Times that got a lot of buzz a couple of weeks ago. It was called Gen Z Workplace Culture. And it was about how all you Gen Zers are now displacing the millennials in the office and millennials are scared of you and they are your <laughs> okay. bosses. Right. Um, so when we saw that article, I was like, this is the perfect thing to discuss with Fiona. So you're ready. We're going to run a few things past you. Okay. Yeah, can't wait. Okay, yeah. great. All right. Uh, that's the show for today, but Joel, what's going on in your, your, well, world? you know, Leanne, I have to thank you for coming to Dallas last week, Fiona. I had a wonderful, I'm just going to characterize it as a sister visit with Leanne. Leanne, we were doing a speech in Dallas. Leanne came for a couple of days. And, you know, I've, se I've seen you once this past summer uh, when I was out in California, but we were really having a business meeting the whole time. You know, we didn't, we didn't get much sister time, you know? And what I loved about your visit was, um, first of all, it was a couple extra days you, you put in there because we were worried that the flights weren't going to work and you weren't actually going going to get to Dallas and I was going to have to do the speech by myself, but that didn't happen. Um, and then my husband happened to be away. So it was just really you and me and my dog, Oliver. So we had a really nice time. We were able to have some nice talks with good walks. Uh, we went out to dinner. Uh, we got our hair done together. That was really fun. Wasn't it sister? Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, when was the last time you and I went out to dinner together? I don't, I don't know. But just... <laughs> Fiona, it was a little early. It was at like 5.30. So don't, don't, I mean, I'm sorry about that. It but was dark though. It was, it was, it was dark. We did it. We also, Fiona, we had a little hand-me-down session um, in the sense that Leanne has a new book coming out in April and the co co cover of her book has this beautiful, what color would you call that, Le Leanne? Uh, it's, it's a, a purple blue. It's like a, it's like a violet, like a deep violet is what I would call it. Violet. So um, I was doing a little shopping in my closet for some accessories that had that deep violet color palette. Um, obviously I should not be wearing that color palette. And <laughs> so I was happy. So Leon got a couple of pashminas with some scarves, but there was one moment where I, this was a true sister act. Uh, Leon saved me from a fashion disaster, right? It was going to be a disaster, wasn't it? Really? Okay. Uh, Fiona, I was for this speech. I was wearing a long knit dress and I thought I looked pretty good, right? Leon? Yeah. You, no. Yeah. You look great. It, it was, I mean, you hadn't worn it before. It was new. It was a no. fresh look for you. Yes. I hadn't worn it. It was long. It was like a long knit sweater. Okay. That I had a cute little jacket for. Um, and I had bought it over the summer, like on sale. I know I tried it on. Um, and I didn't. So, um, and then it's just sat in my closet, but I brought it out for the speech, but lo and behold, you know, I put it on and boom, 
I saw there was like a hole in the sweater. Okay. The one hole. Okay. So fashion emergency, but I handled it. I have, I have needle and thread. I took care of it. And then I came out in the kitchen. This is like moments before we're going to this speech and other things started happening. Another hole appeared on my chest and then there was one on my thigh. Okay. I was, I was panicking, right? Leanne? It was, it was true. It was like, she could hide one hole, but I don't know. All of a sudden it was like three holes, one in the middle of her thigh. Like, it was bad. Dark it, stockings. That's know. why Liam's like, you got to change it. You got to change your underwear. And it was too late. I was committed to this outfit. So there was more sewing went on, but it was only a real sister that would like spend a good two minutes examining my, I'll just say my derriere, you know, yeah. to make sure <laughs> there was nothing happening back there. And Leon also gave me the confidence, Fiona, that if my dress sort of fell apart in the middle of the speech, she was going to cover it. She was going to like create some commotion or something or hand me a piece of paper that I could strategically put over the next hole that emerged. But uh, fortunately, nothing else happened. So but that was, that was good. Thank you, Fiona. I know. <laughs> but you know you have to do that for your sisters for your friends you have to just step in and help them out of course of course well for me it was the first time i had been on an airplane in over two years and so this is my first experience getting in the air with the masks and with all the bad behavior and with everything going on and i had a little anxiety now fiona have you flown a lot since the pandemic I have flown home and back. Like when I was in California, I would fly to Bend, but that was always pretty, pretty uh, short. But when I flew to New York City, that's what gave me like, I definitely was feeling more anxious than I should have just because longer flight, you, I was supposed to be sleeping and I couldn't. So I get it. It's a whole different experience than, than before. It it is exactly right. I think the masks, I mean, I have to say, I was pleased that a, everyone was in masks and that was, I did, you know, I flew to Dallas, but I had to stop in Phoenix. And those are two States where there aren't a lot of mask mandates, but in the airport, everyone had masks on. I saw no bad behavior, but it also just sort of closes you off from chatting with your fellow passengers, like no chit chat, you don't really talk in the seats. Uh, at one point, I appreciated that the flight attendant on Southwest was like, don't try to yell your drink order at us. Just point to the picture on the drink page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a good little system there. It's just pointing like you put up a finger one for a Coca-Cola, two for a coffee free for water. I love it. Yeah, it is. This was like, get the picture out and point at it. Don't try yelling at us. <laughs> so they were, they were over that. And I did feel like I got very dehydrated with the mask on. Uh, but it was a disorienting, a disorienting feeling that it, it just, it changes the nature of your travel. I mean, we've always said recently that it feels like a bus, but this just did feel like I want to get in and out of this travel situation as quickly as possible. Any and all glamour that was left is gone now, but I was happy to see that everyone behaved themselves because that I feel for those flight attendants. I do too. I know Leon, you wrote about it in this week's pep talk newsletter, uh, which people can sign up for, but just about having respect for flight attendants. I mean, they 
I mean, their job is so hard and it's now even harder. And when now that, you know, we had another case here in Dallas where their, you know, a flight attendant attendant was hospitalized that oh should gosh. not happen because some passenger um, punched a, another flight attendant and that was that's wrong that is just completely wrong and we all have to just stay calm i know it's coming up to the holidays right we're gonna travel uh just do your best people right yeah you know i was relieved and i think it's a good thing that there's no alcohol served on planes so that's a good thing but then i also noticed at the dallas airport they essentially have a bar that's in the seating area where you just go you go get a beer and then you can go sit at your gate with the beer i was like well that's not that helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you get get your shot pre-gaming before you get on the flight exactly that- right yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, okay. So none of that people, none of that, just put your mask on, be patient and stay hydrated. Right. All right. So Fiona, what's happening in your life in New York city? When we checked in a couple of weeks ago, you would just moved there. You were working, you know, you had a, you had roommates and an apartment and it was all happening. You, you were in love with New York. Are you still in love with New York? Oh yes. Even more than, than when we last talked, I think it has, it just feels a lot more like home now. And um, time has flown by so fast. We just celebrated our four month anniversary of being in the city last <laughs> week. We were just like, oh, yay, four months, but um, we didn't actually do much. But um, recently, I have realized that, and I cannot coin this because it's very, I'm sure a lot of people who feel have, especially who've just moved to New York, feel the same way I do. But I've just come to the conclusion that everything you do in New York City feels like you are the main character of a movie. (laughs) It's a great feeling because it kind of feels like no matter what you do, if it's if horrible or just very inconvenient, it is still you are shining star and you're famous and you are rocking the New York City lifestyle. So for example, I started going into the office. Actually, I think I might've been going into the office last time we talked, but I go in Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm always reading my book, like on the commute there and back. And multiple times I have gotten off way past my stop. Oh no. Yes. And, um, but then it's kind of like, I'm this main character and it's poetic that I missed my stop (laughs) and I'm listening to music that makes me feel like I'm in a movie and it's all kind of romantic and and then and then at one point do you meet Timothy Chalamet where does that happen and then I'm and then I run in and to him and I I find true love it's like anything can happen in New York City anything okay um my other my other little um tidbit about this is two of my roommates I live in a four bedroom so me and one of my roommates work from home And the other two girls do not work from home. So they're gone all day. And we found a cockroach lying on the floor, the hardwood floor of our apartment last week. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, just me and my other roommate are home. And we actively just decide to not clean it up. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) It was was just kind of silly. Like it was kind of funny that we weren't doing this. There was just... We were going to let the other roommates do it. We were going to okay. play okay. Okay. Prank on them. And I was like, this could be like an SNL skit. Right. 
<laughs> the cockroach just remains on your yes. floor forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. It's great. It's, you know, liberating feeling like you can do anything here and get away with it and still feel like you're the main character. I Let's love go. it. That's so nice that aggravation, you know, depression, uh, none of that has set in. That's good. Completely. <laughs> Anxiety. You're not having that. You're just, you're in a movie. That's, that's a great way. I like, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thinking when, with the subway thing, did you, do you get off and just get back on the subway or do you actually try to find your way home? Like leave the subway and walk home from where you are. So the first time it happened, I was in a rush trying to meet my friends for um, like a celebration dinner. And there was like some guests involved. Like it wasn't just my friends. Like I I had to be there and I got off and then I I was like, should I city bike? I was just trying to think of the fastest (laughs) way I could get there. (laughs) And then I ended up like jogging. So (laughs) light jog, a light jog. Yes. All right. Like Jack. But from now on, I think getting back on the subway is probably the best way to go. Mm -hmm. So that's my new strategy Mm -hmm. when this happens. Okay. I love it. I I love that you're so absorbed in a book that you miss your stop. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Yes. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk to you a little bit about Gen Z in the workplace, seeing we have a Gen Z representative here. But first, we want to thank a couple of our sponsors. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's so infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, we're back. Uh, and we have Fiona here. So we have to talk about uh, this New York Times article that uh, g- garnered a lot of uh, response on Twitter and social media because uh, the headline was 
the 37 year olds are afraid of the 23 year olds who work for them. (laughs) 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 This is by Emma Goldberg. (laughs) And it just really made me laugh because for those of you who haven't kept track, like the millennials now that everyone, you know, says millennial, 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 they're 40. Now the millennials are not young. It's the Gen Z that are in their early to mid twenties now. So the millennials are like, 27 to 40. And then the Gen Z's like Fiona are coming up right behind them. And as you know, well, you tell me, Julie, you're the boomer. The boomers had to get used to the millennials (laughs) and now the millennials have to get used to the Gen Z. Yeah. I mean, I think the generation conflict is a real thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, It's just a completely different orientation. So, but I think boomers can get along with Gen Z's. I think this could be a good, um, uh, you know, sort of power alliance and we can get rid of the millennials. That's what I'd like to do. I think so too, Julie. We can we can make that happen. Okay. Why do you think there should be an alliance? What do you think your shared values are? Or do you, is the only shared value millennials aren't cool? Yes, that's it. That's pretty much. I'm kidding. Fiona, when you hear the word millennial, do you think not cool or older? Because that seems to be what all the millennial bosses in this our article are afraid of is that their Gen Z employees think they are no longer cool. Um, I don't want to say not cool because that is a harsh term. I, <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone saying I'm not cool. Right. So I, I'm not going to try and be mean, but um, I think millennials definitely have a certain connotation to that word. Like you know what a millennial is like. They have a very specific personality or at least something that pops into your brain when you hear that word Mm -hmm. and um I don't know if you guys have heard the term chuggy yes but we don't know we've used it incorrectly we don't know what it means so (laughs) yes explain okay okay I can explain um chuggy has come to be kind of like that millennial style or the millennial trends that are kind of outdated but they reference it in the article because which I immediately laughed out loud about because my friends and I talk about this all the time, like skinny jeans and the crying laughing face emoji. They're very, they're out there. (laughs) Okay. Are you writing this down, Leanne? Are you writing it down? I mean, I just got myself into skinny jeans, so I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But, but this is for like people age, like judging other people that are slightly older than them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, I laughed because the article references those two things specifically, which people talk about all the time. Like that is very Gen Z to be like hating on skinny jeans. Like now it's like baggy pants. Baggy pants are the thing to wear. Don't wear skinny jeans, that kind of thing. But chuggy is kind of, is things, people that like skinny jeans and <laughs> emoji use. <laughs> okay. This is so helpful, Fiona. I really am taking a lot of notes. Okay. Well, as a Gen Xer, like we've never been in charge or in power, but we'll always be cool. So we always have that going for us, but uh, we've never had the wealth or power of the boomers, but you know, 
We haven't gotten Chugi either, I don't think. Okay, so I want to go through a couple of things the article mentions in terms of actual workplace behavior and see if this lines up in your vast four-month experience working in advertising in New York. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, so you Gen Zers, you really want your company values to align with your personal values. Now, and that would be even in the broadest political sense. So even if you're selling tomato sauce is the article, is the example they use in the article, you want the tomato sauce company to speak up about anti-Asian hate. Like you feel like those are not two separate things, your work and your personal values. Is that something you've seen? Oh my gosh, 100%. Um, I very much agree with that. I actually wrote that part down that really stuck out to me because the quote I wrote down is, then you have younger people being like, these are political tomatoes. This is political tomato sauce, which I think is very true. I think a lot of this started like two years ago during COVID and during Mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement. There was a lot of push towards talking about political things, no matter what situation you're in. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I definitely observed it and we definitely felt it for sure. Yeah. It just, it did seem to be a real shift, a real shift because before you could just be tomato sauce and sit on the sidelines and you can't be tomato sauce and do that anymore. Now you, if you're tomato sauce, you were voting, you were a voter. (laughs) (laughs) You have to vote. So, (laughs) but no, I, I agree with that a lot. Like we talk about it, like me and my friends a lot, like Uh the diversity or like the inclusivity uh, policies that are going on in like each of our companies or just like the overall protocols. I think that has definitely been a switch. It's like, we all want our values to align with our company. And I think that is going to take a long time to fully happen for a lot of these big right. corporations. Right. But I think, I, I, I think that's a really great part of Gen Z and um, the workplace is like, no one is afraid to talk about things and issues and problems that we might see. See, that's okay. amazing. Yeah. Cause if uh, for, you know, our generation, if you were as the, like the young intern or the young, you know, where you did, you said nothing, right. You were afraid. You were definitely afraid to speak your mind or to share any um, personal political views. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's coming from Julie, who was like the first woman to work in a steel mill. Yeah. Right? So right. that's, right. Mean, she was, she was creating her own, you know, breaking her own barriers, but she wasn't going to talk to her bosses about that. Right. Okay. Right. So here's another thing mentioned. And <laughs> And this made me laugh out loud. Okay. Just basically TMI, too much information when it comes to work-life balance in the Slack chain, right? Or in responding to an email or at a meeting, they were like, the Gen Zs will just say, oh gosh, my period cramps are really bad today. I can't deal with this. (laughs) I was like, oh, that seems like a terrible mistake because we just talked about this on Satellite Sisters. Like, should you bring your menopause to the workplace? And we were like, no, please don't. But Gen Z going right in there where no one else will go. Is that something you've observed? Uh, Yes. Yes. But I will say in my experience, I wouldn't want to share something personal along those lines. Like I just wouldn't do that. But also if I were to do that, I would probably do it with my other coworkers who are also Gen Z. Okay. Okay. Because I have a few girls on my team that are Gen Z and we like update each other about 
everything. Okay. <laughs> so okay, good that's good. Know. Those are good friends. Work friends. right. Yes, yeah. right. You do need those people, and that's great. That will that will that will be good. But just so you know, you're you're thinking twice about putting it on the Slack channel, which is a good idea. Yes, yes. Um, but I I think. I can see that for other people that they are not thinking twice about it because I, I hear stories and I know what people are like. And I, there's definitely an overshare of information also just because we have like this thing to hide like under, which is the computer or internet. So it's easier to share personal information on a Slack than it would be to say it to everyone in like a meeting room. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Got I think it. That's a different dynamic for sure. All right. This is one that surprised me that uh, uh, millennial bosses are saying Gen Z has no issue with designating work to their boss. Like, <laughs> what? That, that how just... does that even work? How, do, how does that happen? Yeah. I didn't, is that something you've seen, or what, what do you think about that? Or have have you tried that? Um, I haven't, maybe I should try that one out soon. Hmm. Um, okay. Again, I have not personally done this. Um, I'm definitely more quiet, like in my workplace than I am with my family or my friends or even just in social settings. I think I'm still learning the ropes of work. So Mm -hmm. I'm not super like out there, but I will say, I know people who would designate work to their boss oh wow okay all right I think it's different than what you would imagine hearing that sentence okay I think it would be more like I'm really busy you assigned me this thing but I actually don't think I can do it so can you do it like that kind of thing which I I can't imagine saying that to a boss but I think that's really good I think it's I mean you know, teams are supposed to be high functioning. They're supposed right. to, you know, um, you know, the boss is part of the team too. And it's good to, you know, it's good to do that. Right. Yeah. I guess so. I'm, I, I think that's a hilarious thing, but I do think it's, it's true and probably will start to become even more true because I'm on the older end of Gen Z. And so <laughs> I think I know that makes me laugh, but you're right. That's how generations work. Yeah. Yes. You and Colin or my son, Colin, or the older, the older yeah. Brooks is like technically the youngest millennial, but he said, I don't relate to millennials at all. I really, right. but yeah, yeah 21, 22, 23, you are. Yep. We're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the last thing that the article mentioned that I wanted to ask you about was just burning bridges. When you leave, I just want to caution against that because life is long and your career is long and you may need those people that you once couldn't stand in your first place or second place or third place of work. So I don't know if you witnessed any burning bridges or done it, but I would say think twice about it. Thank you for saying that. Um, (laughs) I would thought about that because I have, I mean, I have worked countless like other jobs and like had internships, but a lot of those jobs, like I knew they were going to end or there was like a set date where I was like, this is like from the beginning, this is when I'm going to not work here anymore. So I've thought about it. Like I can't even imagine quitting a job, let alone burning a bridge with your coworker because you quit like that, that terrifies me. 
because I'm, I would be nervous about even leaving the job in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole thing about Gen Z is we're, we're not afraid to speak our minds. Yeah. And, um, that being said also like not afraid to like burn bridges and <laughs> cut people out of your life kind of thing. If you yeah. don't think serving you that type of situation, like positively. So again, I could see this for us. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just don't think any good can come of it. Burning. I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, how you start a job and how you leave a job are very, very important things, you know, and there's no need to do it. And just as Leon was saying, you know, you never know. It's a big, long life in front of you. You never know how some of these people may re-enter your life in some other capacity later on. There's, there's no good that can come of that. No. Yeah. yeah. It, it, feel, it would feel good for about five minutes and yeah. then- and then you'd regret it. Yeah. That's what's terrifying to me too, is like, normally when you leave a job, you probably need a recommendation or some sort of reference for the next job you get. Yeah. So I just don't think that would work out well. If you uh, Right. Good. Good one. See you fast learner. Fast learner. Thank, thank you. She's the best. But also your, your generation is going to change jobs a lot more than say the boomer generation. Yeah. You know, millennials have changed jobs a lot more than their previous generation. So the, the idea that you're going to work at a single company for 30 years, like my husband did, that just doesn't really happen anymore. So you're, you're going to need everybody you meet on the way up and, and you might meet a few people on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Best always to be kind. Don't you think? Yep. Or just forget. Yeah. You don't have to be, you don't have to go out of your way to be kind, but just don't burn bridges. I think that's, those are two different things. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Those are, that's our, uh, that's our honestly advice for today. Um, (laughs) Hey, we got something on the Facebook page this week that I wanted to mention too. It's sort of along this lines, a line of inclusivity. It was from Melissa and she said, hi sisters. I wanted to mention something I noticed in your podcast. Uh, and in some posts, I hear sisters and misters and see smisters, which we've recently started using to mean sisters and misters. And I feel this is excluding some listeners. Perhaps you could l- use a more gender inclusive term. All right. So that got us thinking we have always thought of satellite sisters as an inclusive place. Uh, when we use the word sisterhood, we mean everybody that's within the sound of our voice. Uh, but I'm also a big believer in obviously language and language evolving and language being inclusive and calling people what they want. So I want to shout out to our friends beyond the binary. If you have a term you would like us to use, or you've been thinking about this, you can go ahead and email us at hello at satellitesisters.com. It would be great to hear from you what you think about this. Um, Remember, this is something we say a lot. (laughs) We say frequently throughout the show and in posts and stuff. So it's helpful if it's if it's kicky, uh, if Smisters doesn't work, uh, let us know what you think might work. And we are happy to consider uh, all options because we just love people to feel included because we feel people are included. So right. and you are our friends and we would always treat you with a great deal of dignity and respect. Exactly right. So let us know. At hello at satellite Yeah, I like this idea a lot. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Gen okay. Z stamp of approval. Gen Z. <laughs> okay. So Fiona, now we need your help because I do a, a, a segment on the show called Tuesday Trends. And perhaps I have really no qualifications to do that, because, but I try to monitor trends that are out there. But we have you here today. So I'm not, you are our expert resource. So I have, I have some things I've been seeing and I just want to get your take on them. Okay. First yeah. one is earbuds. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal that the um, wireless earbuds, they're out. That now the really cool thing is to have earbuds with the wires again. What? How do you see it there? This is so funny you're asking me this because me and like one specifically one of my friends, she, I wear wires. Yes. But, and I do think they're back. Like they were out for a while and now they are, there's a few celebrities like influencer type models who uh-huh. kind of surge this, like this back wires being back basically. Okay. So that, that's what started, started it. And she texted me and she was like, oh no, I am the only person who, that I'm with that's wearing AirPods. Okay. And everyone else is wearing wires. Oh, and I'm shame. <laughs> yeah, gosh. that's because wires are cool, but in reality, I just lost my AirPods, so I I would be wearing them. <laughs> but I do think like wires are coming back. I think they're like kind of fashionable right now. Okay. And so I don't think AirPods will ever die, just because I think they're much more practical for exercise and with wearing your mask, especially like wearing your mask on the subway, like things that we do here. That's like, it's hard to wear your wires and take them in and out all the time. But I think, I think wires are, they're making a comeback and AirPods are not quite dead, but not as fashionable as they once were. Okay. Got that laying wires. They're back. So are you going to get some? I've never switched to AirPods. I gave mine to Colin. So I've, I've been wired the whole time. I'm Gen Gen X. We don't care. We're just going to do our thing. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Second Twitter. I heard that Twitter is dead, that no one your age uses Twitter. Is that true? And, uh, or what, what uh, app do you use? I am huge on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is also interesting to me because I think Twitter is a little bit more niche than Instagram or like Snapchat or whatever you use at Facebook or Meta as it is now called. But um, I think Twitter is not out. I think it's in fact more in than it has ever been um, because there are a lot of like artists and um, like of all kinds, musicians, um, like print artists and especially like comedians there's a whole surge of like twitter comedians a few of them just got hired on snl and and their whole platform was twitter so maybe they use like twitter and tiktok but twitter is in like that's how a lot of artists like boost their community and it is my personal favorite social media platform okay okay Personal favorite. You hear that, Lynn? Well, okay. I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How about tiny handbags? I have just come to love those, but now what, what, <laughs> I, what is this? I hear they're out. Wait, what's the story, Fiona? Oh no. Um, I don't think they're out yet. Okay. I, everyone in New York, everyone has a tiny handbag. Like, okay. So I think we got a few more months, but okay. I do think they're, they're going to be funny. out. Yeah. But 
again, I, I don't use one purely based on practicality. Right. So, they're, they're not the least bit practical, but no, they're so cute. That's it. Yeah. If you're going out to dinner and it's just your wallet and that's all you need, then super cute. They're trendy. They're in and you can get them in like every color and everyone has them. So I don't think they're out yet. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Okay. Leanne, tiny handbags. Okay. What about those cold shoulder tops? Now I could never really make those work, but what, what do you, what are you seeing there? Uh, street style in New York. Okay. I think those have been out for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just, I yeah. think the last time I wore one was like in middle school. So okay. I, 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 I am. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. Okay. All right. Platform chunky sold boots. Now, Leanne said she bought one of a pair of these. Do you think it's worth investing in a pair of those? Or is that style going to stay? I think they're going to stay. I love, love my platform boots. I think they're, again, practical and so cute. They make every outfit look cuter. You're, you're a little taller. Your legs look longer. Like they're, they're in, very in. And they've been in for a while, which makes me think they're going to stay around for a bit. Um, because like everyone of every age is wearing them right now. So I think 100%. Well, maybe not my age. I don't know. I don't know. Leanne has some. You would rock them. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you hear that, Leanne? I would. I heard it. Yeah. I mean, they're great. They're comfortable. They're just heavy. I'm just warning you. It's like a leg workout because you're like, oh, these are really heavy shoes. (laughs) They are. They are heavy. (laughs) But I think in, and I think they're, they're so cute. So I love my platform. Okay. Um, All right. Well, this is really solid advice. I feel like we could have right track, wrong, wrong track. We could have gone, we could definitely have gone the wrong way. Um, But thank you, Fiona. This has been so Yes. Of course. I'm here to help. Okay. Well, I'm taking cold shoulder sweater (laughs) off my book tour list of things I must acquire. (laughs) Um, I just had a quick thing about Friendsgiving, which is, I just love this idea of like friends getting together in addition to your family or having a Thanksgiving meal with just your friends. And because last year, no one could really gather at all. They said Friendsgiving is going to be bigger than ever in 2021. And I just want to put it out there. I'm happy to go to a Friendsgiving if someone would like (laughs) to invite me. I just don't want to host one. I host the regular Thanksgiving. So I would love to just show up with a single item at Friendsgiving, just putting it out there in case any of my friends are listening and are hosting a Friendsgiving. I mean, I can't go on Thanksgiving, but any other time. So okay. just letting you know. Fiona, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, well, I'm doing something very exciting this year, actually. Um, normally I go home and, and see my mom and my dad and my brother and like I see Monica like a lot of the times, but um, I'm actually going to visit some friends in Spain with a few of my friends in New York City. So we're going for a quick trip to Spain, to Madrid. And I'm seeing a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. So it's going to be really fun. Oh, Friendsgiving. You're having Friendsgiving. Uh, Friendsgiving, <laughs> at, Friendsgiving at its finest, except we might not even be having Thanksgiving food. So. <laughs> That's great. That'll be fun. Again, it's the nice thing about living on the East Coast. Europe is very close, as opposed to living on the West Coast, where it's like a 14-hour flight. So there you go. Little okay. Madrid. All that right. sounds great. You're 21. Uh, you should do stuff like that. Wonderful news. Do it. Yes. Do it. Do it. 
Okay. All right. Uh, when we come back, oh, we have some exciting uh, announcements. We have a lot going on in the end of November and December, and you are part of it. We want to hear from you. So I'm going to tell you about that. Also, we have entertaining sisters, but first we would like to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. We're back. Hey, all right. I have an exciting announcement. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's exciting to me because I like any announcement that provides content for the show. <laughs> and we are looking forward to the last couple of shows of 2021. We have like four or five shows left, but on the last show in mid-December, we want to go back to our really fun, look what I did contest. Do you remember when we did that earlier in the year, Julie, or was it last year or was no, it, it was this year? Was it in the nineties? I, I don't know. It was um, sometime during this long slog, but it was such a pickup pick right. because, because people have really been doing some fun things at home. And, but now they're, maybe they're out and about a little more, but there's, so they're still doing things, Leanne, and we want to find out what those are. And we want you to share your photos with us, right? Yes. So we want to dedicate the whole last show to Satellite Sisters. Look what I did 2021. That's the theme. And if you want in now, I'll be honest, there are no prizes this time. This is just for fun. Uh, you can post on Facebook on our Facebook group, or you can post on Instagram and tell the whole world what you did in 2021. But we want you to use the hashtag sat sisters look what i did 2021 because we want to be able to find them and then we want to be able to talk about them in our last show of the year it's just a fun way to wind up the year we had several people suggest this in the fall that they wanted us to do it again and we figured out the perfect time to do it so hashtag sat sisters look what i did 2021 post on facebook or instagram and you may be featured on the show the last show of the year 
Also a couple of other dates to keep in mind. I'm going to be doing an in-signing, an in-person book signing at Romans in Pasadena on Saturday, December 4th. If you want to swing by and you're in Southern California, okay, that'll nice. be about one in the afternoon. Yeah, this is the first in-person signing I've done in a long time. So just, it's a local authors featured day and we're just you know, it's going to be very holiday, holiday fun. And then on December 12th, we have our satellite sisters holiday wrap party. So that's going to be a Sunday evening. Colin will be on board. He's making uh, a flaming drink that we can all try. We're going to, Fiona, have- you gotta, you gotta watch this. You maybe, oh, you, maybe you and your, and your roommates can make some flaming drinks. Yes. Yeah. Sounds great. And uh, we're going to make some pate. I found some really nice vegan canapes that I'm going to be making um, because all of the vegan pate recipes featured a lot of mushrooms. And we already had two, two pates that featured mushrooms. So I'm going for a canapé. I don't think the vegans will mind. Uh, so that's going to be Sunday, December 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So all this is always going to be in the show notes. You can always subscribe to Sister Log if you want to stay up or join our Facebook group. We try to spread the information all around. But hashtag Sat Sisters, look what I did 2021. Start posting. Start posting now. Okay, it's time for entertaining sisters. Fiona, we're so happy we have you because you have, you know, breaking entertainment news. What's what are your recommendations? This oh, week? of course. Yes. Um, I just don't I didn't think I could go on a podcast um at this time without mentioning the Taylor Swift re-recording of her album Red, um, <laughs> Taylor's version. And I know that I I the I'm sure that the followers and the listeners here, like we have some Swifties. I could just see that for us. Um, But she just, yeah, re-recorded her album. She's re-recording all of them so she can have full ownership of all of her songs, which I think is so awesome and empowering. And she was saying she was, uh, has done a ton of like guest appearances on like Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers this week. And she was saying that like most artists, like big pop stars don't own their own music so she's kind of trying to like change the whole game and make this so artists can take ownership for all like the work they put into their music but um so she came out with a 10-minute version of her heart-wrenching ballad all too well Mm -hmm. and um she also recorded a short film and we went to watch it. We were like 45 minutes late. It came out on Friday and we, we like me and my roommates were like, okay, we got to watch it. And when we clicked on so it, that was a group activity. That was like, oh, we're all going to sit down together. We're going to watch this. Okay. Oh yes. And yeah, I, I'm watching it with my roommates, but I'm texting like every person I know about it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's good. That's good. Like she broke the internet, like actually Spotify went like down for a little bit because of it. Um, but yeah, we watch it. It already has like 40 million views on YouTube and it's huge. It's also just like me growing up. Taylor Swift has always been a huge part of my life. Like being a young girl and she was like the first person I listened to in like that regard. So it was a big week for, for the entire Taylor Swift fandom. And if you haven't listened, you should go listen. It is the perfect music for like the autumn. It's all very like emotional and heartfelt. And I just think Taylor Swift is like an amazing role model to have um, for like all of us girls that have listened to our whole lives. And it's just exciting that like now at 21, I'm like 
listening to the same music I did when I was like in eighth grade, but in a different, different light. So very exciting week. I'm sure she's going to put out more in very, very soon, but yeah, Red Taylor's version out now. Everyone go check it out if you haven't. I love hearing your comments about that, Fiona. That's really important because she has been an artist that has really grown up in front of uh, all of us. And she's, I think, done a really good job at that. And it is, you know, it is amazing to watch her, you know, take her power and use it. And, you know, that's exciting. And it's, but I'd love to hear your comments. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And the music business is just so bad. Like it's of all the art of all the art forms, it's the one where the, the artists have the least amount of power, Mm -hmm. you know, they just, they're not in charge of really anything. And so the fact that she's able to take charge of her music again, uh, is really amazing in her whole image. And she's just really turned the model around. So yeah, Yeah. you're right. She's amazing. It should be noted. Most writers don't own their own stuff either. Like that's, you sell your publishing rights you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of artists that don't really own their own stuff, but Taylor, she, that was a particularly, the music is particularly bad in terms of what you can do with it. So she's, yeah, she's super impressive. I listened to the album all all weekend long it just resonates i think for women of all ages for people of all ages but i think you're right i think she she represents a female voice and a female point of view in a really powerful way totally yeah. totally she's a very healthy self-image too about herself which i appreciate yeah. yeah um okay excellent okay so i have two recommendations um the first is just a recommendation for everyone uh also something that everyone watched this weekend is the new film on netflix red notice uh with <laughs> yes, johnson gal, gal gadot and ryan reynolds it's so cute it's just an adorable art heist film there's just nothing controversial about it it's all enjoyable it's suitable for all ages you could save it and watch it Thanksgiving with grandparents and young children. And it's just super delightful. Three of the most attractive people you'll ever see on film in one movie together. Right. I, <laughs> and I, I liked all the multiple fake locales, Bali, yeah. Rome, Cairo. There was a very fake mountaintop in Russia, Valencia, and that jungle in Argentina. Whoo, that was really quite fake, yeah. but it all works, right? Yeah. It was just a delightful film. Absolutely delightful. Uh, Okay. The other one, Fiona, this is specifically for you. I don't know if you've seen this show on HBO Max called The Other Two. I have not yet. Okay. So it's, it's written and executive produced by two former SNL writers, Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. And it's stars Drew Tarver and Helene York and Molly Shannon, who's so great. But the premise of the show is it's, it's about three siblings and their mom. And the youngest sibling, the, a guy who's like 16, when the show starts, he becomes like accidental TikTok Justin Bieber. So he, <laughs> he is vaulted to fame, even though he has limited talent and Molly Shannon plays like the lovely mom from the Midwest. And they come to New York to cash in on his TikTok fame. But the other two, the older siblings are already in New York and having like terrible, unsuccessful lives. So it's really about the <laughs> oldest sister, who's a former ballet dancer, who's now just like the world's worst waitress and the brother who's an actor who is also the world's worst waiter. So it's so funny. Oh my gosh. I, and Molly Shannon could not be more delightful. So there are two seasons out. I do want to say this is a grown up show with adult themes. 
So this is not good for grandma and grandpa uh, at Thanksgiving. But Fiona, I think you and your friends will relate to it. Speaking of, you know, your life is a movie. I, I think you're going to, I think you're really going to have fun with this because um, it's just super funny and it's very clever and all the characters are really winning. And it's just, you know, it takes a, it's just a fresh, fun look. It's it's a little far-fetched, but that's okay. And that adds to the charm of it. So it's called The Other Two, and it's on HBO. Great. I will check it out. Thanks for the recommendation. Thanks, Leanne. All right. Well, I have two uh, recommendations for you this week. One, first of all, Martha Stewart's back on HGTV <laughs> in Table Wars. This is oh. a show that debuted this week. And Tamara Mallory Housley is the oh, yeah. host of it. You know, she's good. And then they have some other designer. But here's the premise of the show. And Leanne, tell me if this does not sound familiar to Satellite Sisters. They have eight contestants that are that have a background in event or tabletop design. And this is supposed to be edge of your seat competition between the the designers okay now longtime listeners to satellite sisters will know that the sisters had a competition tablescaping years ago right years ago i mean at least 10 at least 10 years ago and i believe it was edge of your seat kind of competition right I don't know, but I think this is a pretty cute. Well, we had photos is what I can tell you, which at the time was not that easy to execute. <laughs> right, right. Yes, you had some little house on the prairie thing that won. I remember yeah. that. I'm still bitter Thank about you. that. Okay, but anyway, you know, Martha Stewart, she does know how to tablescape. You got to give her that. You know, she's the author of 97 books, Martha Stewart. Wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Okay, and Fiona, it's not, you know, you're, you know, it, now's the time to get into tablescaping you and uh, your roommates you can start that in your apartment i think you can work around the cockroach okay i think you can come up with some design where, where we want to see pictures yeah. i'll let you know how it goes okay so that's my first one and then my second one is more of a gift book idea but i know this is one of the all-time favorites the book little women now uh fiona did you love reading that growing up Love, loved it. Okay, well, I think you would be interested in this. This this is, um, it's Little Women by uh, Louisa May Alcott, but it's curated by Barbara Heller. And what it is, it's more of an album where you get the complete novel, but you also get the characters' letters and manuscripts that are written and folded by hand. So as you read the story of Little Women, you can open up this letter that's handwritten so it looks like correspondence between the two characters. Isn't that a great idea? So it really brings the story alive. It adds a whole nother dimension to it. This is Little Women, but they also have a Pride and Prejudice um, um, book that came out last year. And I just think for girls that are reading this book, or if you know someone that loves either one of these books, this would be a very special gift. And it's, you can look for it. Uh, it's Little Women curated by Barbara Heller. And we'll have it in the show notes as well. Yeah. These are beautiful books. Julie. They're very beautiful. Yes. Okay. That's an unusual gift. Excellent. All right. That is our show for the week. Fiona, we want to thank you so much for sitting in. It's really been fun. Liz, um, 
Liz is going to be back next week. Uh, we have a Thanksgiving show. We're bringing in another next gen. Your cousin Megan Dolan will be on the show. Megan Dolan Saparita, I should say, will be on the show next week to tell us about some of the really interesting anti-hate, anti-bullying work she's doing in her town on Long Island. Amazing. But and then I feel like there's going to be more Megan and more Fiona in 2022. So stay tuned. If you want to connect with Fiona. We will have all of her social media handles. You heard her. She's on Twitter. She's on Instagram and she's writing for a music website. So that will all be in the social media, in the no, in the show notes. Uh, well, I'll also put it on the Facebook, in the Facebook group so people can connect with you. That's okay, Fiona? Right. Yes, please, please connect with me. I'm, I'm very active on it, on all of it. So, okay, great. Great. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering the show today. A big thanks to Emily Loudermilk for doing our graphics after every show. If you want to see Emily's work, the best place to do that is follow us on Instagram at Sat Sisters or subscribe to Pep Talk. We would love to have you. A big thanks to our advertisers and thanks to the Satellite Sisters and Misters, the Smisters, everybody in our community that supports our advertisers uh, because it really is what allows us to make the show. The advertisers support us. You support the advertisers. We can do the podcast. So a big thanks to our advertisers and to you. All right. It is uh, time for our to-do list. Fiona, I'll start with you. What's on your to-do list this week? Okay. Um, great that we're bringing this up because I have so much to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm, I'm leaving to Spain. So that, that's in a week. Uh, it's on Tuesday, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And speaking of trends that are in, um, colorful tights or pattern tights are very in right now. Okay. And, um, so I want to get some of those for Europe and some like comfy, cute hats, gloves and scarves. It's getting chilly. So have to do a little bit of Spain shopping for myself, but yeah, um, colorful tights are, are first on the list. And then okay. just okay. another tip to keep us, keep us, you know, modernly. And this is good. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Julie, you could have used some colorful tights under that dress of yours. That was <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. <laughs> Maybe that would have helped. Okay. okay. All right, Jill, what's on your to-do list? I have to lock it in. I have to lock in the Thanksgiving menu. You know, this mm. time of year, I mean, there's mm. so many now recipes out there like, oh, you should have a kale salad. Oh, you should do your butternut squash this way. But now's the weekend. This is the weekend before. This is it. Yeah. Got to lock it in. And I have a new dish that I'm adding to my Thanksgiving. And this is a tribute to uh, my grandchildren, Fiona, who have worn a mask to school for you know, over a year. Okay. Yeah, I wow. wanted them to have something special. They love mac and cheese. I've never served mac mm -hmm. and cheese at Thanksgiving. I know many people do, but I'm making mac and cheese for my grandchildren this year because they earned it. All oh, right. Good. I, I you know what? I've worked mac and cheese into some of my meals. People enjoy it. Yes, it's <laughs> delicious. It's really good. So good. Well, speaking of mac and cheese, I've been working a little too much mac and cheese into my life. So I need to step up my steps. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to step it up. I've been a little lazy lately. You know, I use the step counter on my phone and I have goals and I am not reaching them. So I got to get back to business and start stepping up my steps, you know, just to keep me keep me on track through the holiday season or the colored tights. Right yeah. If you want yeah. to wear these colored tights, yeah. just start walking sister. <laughs> okay. All right, Fiona, thank you so much for joining us today. Of Such course. fun. We really appreciate it. We loved right. it. Yep. 
uh, safe travels to Spain. Uh, you know, you. good luck with everything, and um, and don't burn your bridges. That's what we're saying. Just don't burn Remember those bridges, Fiona. All right, and don't forget, people, call your satellite sisters. <laughs>